Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here. We are back on Amazing Business Radio with another amazing episode. We're now on the C-Suite Network, and that's kind of exciting. But what's more exciting is that we have Joey Coleman, who's going to share with us his wisdom. And we are talking about one smart dude. Get this. If you go to Joey's website, which I believe it's joeycoleman.com, but if it's not, he'll correct me. Joey, am I right? You're correct. You're okay, correct. Good, good. Straightforward. <laughs> Joey Coleman, C-O-L-E-M-A-N. C-O-L-E-M-A-N, joeycoleman.com. The first thing you see is his tagline, which I believe I'll call it that, never lose a customer again. Now, who doesn't want that? Or Joey shows you how not to, something really direct like that, and I love that. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how not to lose customers. We're going to talk about what he has is his first 100 days methodology on improving the customer experience and improving retention and validating why customers decide to do business with you. There's going to be a lot that we learn. Joey Coleman is in the house. Welcome, Joey. Shep, thank you so much. It is a pleasure to be here. As you know, I was a fan of yours before we even had the chance to meet in person. I remain an even bigger fan of yours today. It's a real honor to be on the show. Well, Thanks thank for you. having me. There's mutual love. Now, before we go any further, because I want to tell people how I met you. Tell me, what is the tagline on the very front? Is it Joey teaches you how to So Joey helps companies keep their customers. Oh, bingo. Joey helps companies keep their customers. I mean, and and, well, tell me how. And you're going to tell us how in a minute. But I'm going to tell you how I learned how. Because the first time I saw Joey, I'd only heard about Joey. He came to St. Louis, Missouri, where I live. And by the way, STL, St. Louis, STL, that's the airport code. Uh, You can't have hustle without STL. Ooh, nice. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, E. All right. Anyway, uh, and Joey, you are a hustler in a positive way. I saw you get up there and do your your presentation on the first 100 days. I'm going, what is this about? And I'd only heard about it. And, man, I was floored with how great it was. And I was so glad that I brought my team there because anybody that's interacting with customers, selling to customers, any product, any service whatsoever needs to understand what Joey Coleman has to say. So with that in mind, Joey, let's talk about customer service. We'll talk about the 100 days. But I want to start off with a question because you you mentioned this in some of the notes as we're talking about what we're going to we're going to discuss today. What is the difference between customer service and customer experience? I get asked this all the time. I want to hear your take. I'm happy to answer that question and starting the podcast off with being the annoying guest who dodges the first question right out of the blocks. Let me tell a brief little story about my experience of meeting you for the first time, which I think your listeners will appreciate. (laughs) So I always request the list of the attendees before I go to the event so that I can personalize the presentation to the people in the room. And I'm going to speak at this event in St. Louis, and I get the list of attendees, and it's name after name that is – and I'm like, okay, sure, and I'm doing a little research on people, and all of a sudden I see Shep Hyken. And I think to myself, holy cow, the godfather of customer experience and customer service is going to be in the audience. What am I going to say to this guy? This guy wrote the books, plural, on this stuff. Like how am I going to be able to 
bring any type of idea or perspective or knowledge to Shep that he doesn't already have. He's probably forgotten the stuff I'm going to talk about because he knows so much stuff. So it was such a, I'll, I'll be honest, the pucker factor was a little high going into that presentation, <laughs> but you, as always, were such a gentleman and so gracious in welcoming me and making me feel at home in your hometown that I, I truly appreciate it. So that's the backstory that maybe you didn't know that was going on in the back of my head that I don't think we've ever talked about that. Wow. But to answer but to answer your question, um I see the customer service and customer experience as being two uh related things. They're cousins, mm-hmm. but they're not the same thing and they're not siblings. Okay? And here's how I think of it. I think of it, it as customer service is usually reactive and customer experience is usually proactive. Customer service is usually what happens when we're trying to assist or advise a customer on how to use our product or service, or we're trying to help them to navigate through something that's gone wrong. It's more tactical. It's more uh, directed. Uh, if you're a fr- fan of a uh, Nobel Prize economist, Daniel Kahneman's uh, Thinking Fast and Slow, Slow, System 1, System 2 Thinking, it's the more uh, system two thinking, the like detailed, logical, here's what we need to do, tactical steps. Customer experience in the alternative is more proactive. Customer experience is about the interactions and the perceptions and the feelings and the emotions that you create. Now, the cool thing about a customer experience is you can build customer experience before you even meet that customer. You can create the experiences and the feelings that you want them to have and build the systems and the operations that allow you to do that so that when they get into that interaction with your business, they have an emotional experience. They're part of a spectacle. They're part of a show. They're part of an interaction that leaves them feeling differently than they felt when they first met you. Um, so this is more of that kind of system one thinking as uh, – Kahneman would say, which is all about, you know, the quick judgment of like when you're in a situation, oh, this feels good. This feels familiar. This feels comfortable. This feels convenient, efficient, well-oiled, well taken care of. To me, that's the difference between customer experience and customer service. Well, I like that. I think you've hit on a few things that I don't even think about. Uh, my concept is that and, – and I and I love what you said, you know, customer service becomes reactive. Now, that to me is what most people think. That's the customer service department. Customer service is what happens when something goes wrong. And I believe customer service is a philosophy that gets ingrained in everybody's brain uh, so that they act in accordance, they act a certain way. It's a culture. Uh, but that said, uh, the front line as they deliver service, it is a lot of times about reaction. Now, the experience to me goes to everything you said Plus, all of the interaction, even beyond people, that a customer might have with a company. Uh, I think the, one of the best examples is the first time I ever opened uh, not even an iPhone but an iPad. Not an iPad. And, uh, gosh, what was it called now? Uh, the iPod? The iPod. I knew there was a yeah. P or a pad or a pod. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the iPod. And I'm thinking, man. This is the coolest thing, and I haven't even turned it on because the packaging was getting me excited. Was it, part of the experience, exactly. 100%. And it created, as you say, it created emotion. 
Uh, and it got me excited. It got me totally, and I couldn't wait, you know, and I'm locking myself in a room. Kids, don't bother me. I'm busy right now. I want to, I want to get totally. my songs loaded. Because totally, it was amazing. And, and knowing that you're a musician and a big lover of music, I'm sure that was uh, a piece of the puzzle. What's, what's fascinating to me is speaking of that experience with the iPod packaging, and something that, as a musician, probably hit you at a at, at the very least at a subconscious level, and knowing you, probably at a conscious level as well. There's actually an employee at Apple. There's there's maybe more than one, but I know for a fact there's at least one whose job it is to make sure that the sound of opening the box is the right sound. That little, you know what? I was just going to say it's like a it's like a. It's almost like a vacuum sound. As you yeah, open it's the like, box and you up. and you yes. kind of feel it, and yes. it's like I'm about to be exposed to something that hasn't touched normal air <laughs> until now. You know what I mean? And and that sound and that tactile uh, experience uh, that combines with it of opening the box, your body, your emotions, your sensory perceptions are being triggered. Before you've even gotten to the product. Right. It's amazing. That's so, that's how you change the game. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, um, we, we already mentioned Apple, but what other company delivers an experience like what we're talking about here? You know, I, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of companies that do incredible experiences, some that come to mind off the top of my head, probably because I've experienced them in the last few weeks. Uh, I had the pleasure of staying at the Fairmont Hotel, the Fairmont Banff Springs. Oh, that's um, beautiful. Oh, I've been there. and I've Unbelievable. been there. It's, it's gorgeous. They call it the Castle in the Rockies, right? It's a 125-year-old hotel that when you walk in, you feel like you're stepping back in time into a castle. Their employees are so on top of things from the beginning to the middle of the end. You wouldn't believe it. Real quick story. We walk in. I've got my wife and my two boys. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. We're all going so that I can give a speech up there for uh, Travel Alberta, their tourism organization. Fantastic group of folks. And we we show up at the hotel at 11 o'clock at night. We've been traveling all day. And for any of your listeners that have children – if you've ever experienced a four-year-old or a two-year-old that's still awake at 11 p.m. after being on airplanes all day, you can imagine the emotional state everyone was in. And so I'm up at checking in. My wife is back with the boys uh, kind of by the front entrance so that if they continue to melt down, she can graciously exit the lobby so as not to create a commotion. Um, and the, the young man checking me in, Sam, says – Mr. Coleman, am, am I right that those are your children there? And I'm thinking, oh, geez. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, yeah, they're just, they're a little tired. And he says, w- would it be okay if we gave them some stuffed animals as a gift? Wow. And, I, and I'm thinking, well, yeah, that'd be amazing. And he proceeds to open a cabinet behind the check-in desk and pull out stuffed animals. And when I say stuffed animals, I'm not talking about like the little trinket stuffed animal that you'd get in the arcade game where you try to yeah. grab it with it's a claw. Part of a key I'm chain. talking about a yeah, exactly. I'm talking about a stuffed animal that is probably a foot tall, uh plush, beautiful, high-end stuffed animal that's wearing a t-shirt that says Fairmont Hotels. And he says, "Would it be okay if I gave them two different ones?" A polar bear and a beaver. So we are in Canada, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If I gave them two different ones so that it will make it easier for you to distinguish whose is whose later. I was like, that would be incredible. 
I then proceed to take them, walk them over to my wife, boys, give them to them, go back. And suddenly now my boys are huge fans of the Fairmont as well. And my wife and I are huge fans of the Fairmont because they created an emotional experience right at the beginning of the relationship that set the tone for everything that was to come. Love it. And that's that's what we're looking for. And now uh, they have to validate it with each and every move that happens after that. And that, by the way, is part of what the Fairmont does well. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about that. We're going to talk more about customer service and experience, and we're going to learn about Experience This, which is Joey's latest venture. Uh, We'll be right back. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. Want to amaze your customers, impress the people you work with, and outshine your competition? Going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. In my latest book, Be Amazing or Go Home, I share the secrets behind my mantra, which is to always be amazing. Drawing on the routines of incredible people, I share simple practices that can elevate your game. Once you master those habits, you'll be able to create trust, build stronger relationships, make sales, advance your career, and much more. Now is the time to step out of ordinary and step into being amazing. Be Amazing or Go Home is now available on Amazon.com in ebook and hardcover. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network talking with Joey Coleman. JoeyColeman.com is how you can find out more about him and learn about the first 100 days. And, and we, you know, we need to talk about that. But first, to finish up on the story of the Fairmont, did the rest of the experience go as well as the first 10 minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. There were so many things that happened between that first experience, which was on a Friday night and Tuesday afternoon when we left that I, we could spend hours talking about it. I'll give you one quick example of what happened at the very end of the experience that sealed the deal for me loving the Fairmont. I'm on stage giving my speech. My incredible wife, Barrett, is kind enough to pack up our boys work with the bell captain to get the bags down to the car and get them loaded in the car. Cause I have to literally run off stage, get in the car, race to the airport to catch a flight to Scottsdale, Arizona to give another keynote speech less than 24 hours later. Right. So we've really got to move fast. Guess who forgot to leave the valet ticket for his wife when he left to go give his keynote. Uh, that would, that be, would me. be Joey. That would be me. And one of the things that I like about the Fairmont, they're very professional, they're very conscious, and they make you show the valet ticket before they will give you the keys to the car. So my wife calls down to get valet, and they say, what's the number? And she says, I don't have it. They say, well, Mrs. Coleman, we have on file that it's this. We can bring the car around, but we won't be able to give you the keys. We know that's an inconvenience, but until your husband comes, we can't give you the keys. But – we will be happy to help you load the vehicle. So she goes down to find the car already there, the bags already in the back of the car. The bell captain says, let's just confirm and make sure we got everything, that we put the suitcases where you wanted them to go, et cetera, et cetera. But it's done. And then they say, you know, here, why don't you just hang out here in the lobby until your husband gets back? We'll keep the car right up front. As soon as he shows us that ticket, you'll be good to go. So they started strong and they finished strong by creating an experience that was – that created an emotional feeling in me, a feeling of being taken care of, 
a feeling of being looked out for and a feeling that at an individual level, even though I'm sure they had hundreds, if not thousands of guests staying in the hotel those during the days we were there, that I actually mattered to them as a person. Oh, I'm, and, and, and that's the way they are, and that's what you do. So here's what I am taking away from this story. Uh, and then let's just t- focus on the problem with the valet ticket. Most people would have said, we're not even going to get your car until we see the valet ticket. Am I right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so and, and, that and, was a and compromise. The, or, or, would, or would turn around and say, we, there's no way we can know which car is yours because you didn't tell us the ticket number. Yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, there's there's multiple steps in this that they just went above and beyond the expectation. Yeah. A real funny story. Years ago, we we're in San Diego on a family vacation. When I say family, it was my wife and I and my brother and sister and spouses and all that. My mom and we all went to dinner and my sister and her boyfriend at the time. No, it was her husband at the time. Uh, they uh, they said, we'll meet you at the restaurant. And this is what's funny. There was a van and a regular passenger car because there were so many of us. We needed two cars, and we had a van. And so <laughs> it was hilarious. They show up in the van, and she comes in. And she goes, how did you guys fit in the passenger car? Why, why didn't you take the van? What do you mean? We, we took the van. Well, then whose van was I driving <laughs> The valet gave them the wrong car. So, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? So I, I mean, it's just—it's a funny story. But by the way, it's important to notice that not every every company is perfect, and uh, I'll bet that along the way there might have been some minor little bumps, even in that great experience at the Fairmont. But it's the way companies handle them—the fact that they couldn't give the keys to your wife is an example of something well we can't do but what can we do to make sure we make it as convenient and as good as possible so i I love that story before i there is something specific i want to talk about but first let's spend just a few minutes talking about the first 100 days because i think it's a concept that i want to get everybody excited about because this is really who joey coleman is on stage what he teaches what he's known for and i want people to hear this well i appreciate that chef so the 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 principle behind the first 100 days, which is a philosophy, a framework, a strategy, and a way of running your business, is very simple. And the principle is this. From the moment a customer decides to do business with you, they purchase your product, they sign up for your service, that begins a ticking clock. That is day one. And that clock ticks faster and faster. And between day one and day 100, you have the opportunity to navigate that customer through a customer journey that will leave them feeling like their family, like they you really care about them. If you like get that like first they're a guest of the Fairmont, like they're a guest at the Fairmont. If you get that first hundred days right, all the research shows that you will have the potential for a customer for life. The lifetime value of a customer can most effectively be measured by looking at their behavior in the first hundred days. Now, the shock about the first 100 days is the fact that in all in businesses, all industries around the world, I've looked at all of them, somewhere between 20 and 70% of your new customers will decide to quit doing business with you before the 100-day anniversary. 20 to 70%. You've spent all this time, effort, and money filling the funnel, bringing them in, getting them in the front door, convincing them to be a customer, and yet they're running out the back door almost as quickly. 
You know, in the world of banking, it's 32%. In the world of cell phones, it's 21%. In software, it's 20%. In the auto mechanic industry, it's 67%. In the restaurant industry, it covers at about 49 to 58%, right? So it doesn't matter what industry you are. People are going to try you once and never stay with you and not stay with you. They're, they're going to try once and they're going to say, you know what? This isn't the experience I was hoping to have, and they leave out the back door. Before you've had a chance to recoup your acquisition cost, before you've had a chance to really get into the relationship. And what fascinates me is so many companies invest incredible amounts of time, effort, and money on marketing and sales. And then once the customer actually signs on the dotted line and transitions from prospect to customer, it's as if we cue the tumbleweed. There's very little interaction going forward. There's, it doesn't seem like you care anymore. I mean, the, the, the thing that I think is, illustrates this in some ways better than anything else is lots of companies will say, well, we don't, we don't think of our customers as numbers. We, we think of them as individuals. And yet the first step most businesses do is to assign a new customer an account number. Right. And that's, yeah, they become an account so number whether they, they become yeah. an account yeah. number whether they want to or not. So by the way, when you're telling me that I'm not a number to you, and you're giving me a number, it's really hard for me to believe the other things that come out of your mouth. So I'll go it's a step. It's really simple. Yeah, it, it is simple. And I'll, I'll go a step further with this concept in that most of the first 100 days uh, creates what is called a satisfied customer, not a loyal customer. Big difference. It means the doing business with you was satisfactory. It was okay. It was all right. You did nothing to validate. You did nothing to take it to the next level. You did nothing to create a, an emotional connection. And, you know, a restaurant can do it. You mentioned all kinds of different businesses. But, I mean, the restaurant, if somebody comes in for the first time, man, you've got to get them to come back the next time. How are you going to do it? You're not just going to give them a good meal. You're going to make them feel really good about spending time there with you. And uh, there's so many other businesses, B2B, B2C, it doesn't make any difference. But I think, this is my personal feeling, when I first heard your first 100-day speech, and now I've heard it, uh, I've heard it twice, and and the first time I heard a deeper dive because it was more of a workshop. The second time I saw you keynote in front of 4,000 people, an amazing job. By the way, that that in itself is a great great it's almost a a joke because you were asked to speak you were asked to be the 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 speaker at the uh uh the social media marketing world okay social these people that are totally into social media they have hundreds of thousands if not millions of twitter followers how many twitter followers did you have at the time at the time i walked on stage I had 176 followers, exactly. not 176,000, 176. And the really funny thing about that is over 100 of those had started following me in the 24 hours before my keynote because they were at the event. And Michael Stelzner, the amazing guy who runs Social Media Marketing World, had promoted, hey, go check out Joey, follow him on Twitter. Um, and people got – they thought it was a joke. They got to Twitter and they're like, this guy has less than 100 followers. What's the deal? Joel Kamm was actually – who's also well-known in the social yep, media Joel's marketing space. Yep. A great guy. Joel was my, I believe, 78th follower uh, <laughs> total. 
and yeah, so it, yeah, it was, I was very honored to be given the chance to speak there. But the, the key of my message, which for any of the folks listening who are like, wait, this guy isn't on Twitter. We, we, we can't listen to what he has to say. Here's the deal. I, I'm, I'm not opposed to social media. I think it's one of the most incredible tools available to businesses today. But I think most businesses use it the wrong way. I think social media should be used more as a listening device than as a megaphone device. Yep. And what I mean by that is you should be listening to what your customers are saying at an individualized level on social media so that you can personalize the experience you create for them. Instead of using social media as yet another megaphone for you to blast your content and your message out to the world. Now, it can do that. Sure. I'm not saying it has to be one or the other. But I think most businesses, again, spend all their time focused on that front side of the customer journey where it's all about trying to build awareness and market and sell and less time on the other side saying how can we really cater to serve you better yep you you can broadcast or you can deliver value in the form of either engagement or relevant information that's not blatant promotion is what you're trying to say exactly yep anyway so now we understand what the first 100 days is we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to talk about something that everybody needs to know about which is called experience this don't go away you're listening to joey coleman tell us everything Well, almost everything, anyway, about the first 100 days, that's for sure. And you're listening on Amazing Business Radio. Chef Hygen here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. Once again, that's ShepOnDemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Joey Coleman. And I promised everyone that we would learn about Experience This. Go ahead, Joey. What is it? Shep, Experience This is your new nemesis in the world of podcasting. Now I'm just kidding. We we love your podcast. I mean, we're now it's arch great. enemies. We're now arch enemies. You're my yep, nemesis. Exactly. I'm I'm your nemesis. Now. Oh no. You know I'm I'm the bad guy. No. Yeah. Experience this <laughs> is a new podcast that I am co-hosting with our mutual good friend Dan Gingus. And Dan Dan's been on the, the show as well. Yep. Great guy. Uh, global head of social media for McDonald's. And what we wanted to do is create a podcast that was an experience in and of itself. And so the way we did about went about doing that is we looked at the different types of podcasts that are kind of out there in the world and the things people listen to. And we decided to figure out what we weren't going to do. So we decided we weren't going to do long form podcasting with a, a, a single long conversation. We were going to create bite-sized like moments of delight. <laughs> yeah. But which I love being on and are great and they totally have a market, but who wants, if we're going to start a podcast, and you've been at this for a while, right? We're newbies. We're just starting out. Well, Dan had been podcasting, but this is my first podcast. And I was like, I want to do something a little different. So we decided bite-sized delight. So the entire show is segments that last from maybe anywhere from two minutes to ten minutes, where we take a discrete experience or article that we've read or – um, you know, books that we've read or we talk about things we like and dislike about a, a certain industry. 
And during that discrete period of time or that segment, we just try to give everything we can. And we sprint, and it's fun, and it's exciting, and it's high energy. Then we go to the next segment. And guess what? The second segment may not have a single thing to do with the first segment. And that's okay because our goal is to just create little brain candy, if you will, for people while they're driving to work or doing their workout to be able to listen and go, oh, there's a little nugget that I can pull from that and go implement into my business today. So we don't do interviews. Um, we do have, and we're going to be featuring in a future episode, uh, you, Chef, we have guest authors come on, but the authors don't come on to be interviewed. The authors record a clip where they talk about their book, and then they record a clip of them sharing their favorite passage from the book, and then they send those to us, and we embed them in the show, and we share our overview of the book and our favorite passages, and then we riff on the various conversations. So it's a little bit different. Uh, the goal is to make it an experience. The goal is to make it uh, easily consumable. So if you just have a few minutes here or there, you can listen and, and get something that is going to be actionable, right? An idea that you can actually implement in your business starting the next day. Yeah, I love it. And by the way, uh, I listened to, I believe, three episodes thus far. How many have you done? Uh, we just this week released our seventh episode. Okay, so I'm a little behind. So we're, we're early in the process. We're yep. early in the process. But I got to tell you, from the very first episode, you, you had me at the word hello. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks, No, buddy. really. Thanks. It was fun. It was energetic. And by the way, I love what we're doing here. I interview all types of people. I interview authors and speakers like yourself. I interview experts who are more consultants. Sometimes those interviews aren't as much fun. I have to work hard to pull good information out. I try really hard to get the personality to show through. Uh, I get to interview executives, presidents, and CEOs of companies. And, boy, you can only imagine how much fun we have. (laughs) Actually, some of them are very fun. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I love meeting these people. This is a great way to learn for me. But more importantly, when I listen to your podcast, you're right. You drop a lot of nuggets. I, I call it, uh, if you want to call this the main course as far as, you know, a 25, 30-minute interview, you give me a bunch of appetizers. Sometimes I just want to go to dinner and get a bunch of small plates and enjoy the evening. And, and Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, it's, it's kind of like a tapas podcast, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, it's lots, lots of little small plates. And, and one of the things that has been most exciting for us, Shep, is – we we build the show around things that we find interesting, right? So it can be anything as random as an experience that Dan had when he went to get the oil changed on his car to the experience I had on an airplane at 35,000 feet to some article that we read to some little thing we overheard to some cool statistic that we found and we decided to unpack a little bit. So it's it really keeps it, to be frank, fun and exciting for us as well. Because there's no set theme other than it's bite-sized moments of delight about customer experience. Great. That's, so, that's the only guiding rule. And, and last thing I'll say, it's all positive stories. Mm, I love there that. Are, Me too. There I are love enough that. examples of negative customer service and negative customer experience in the world. We want to be part of the solution. So even when we talk about things that we don't like, we have an episode, a segment that we do called I Love It, I Can't Stand It. Uh, where we talk about the things that are really awesome about a specific industry or experience and the things that could be so much better. Even when we do it, it's not in a complaining way as much as it is, man, if they would just tweak this, the experience would be so much better. 
So we always try to come from a positive angle. Which is my my thing as well. I mean, I'm a positive guy, and I yeah. don't care. The biggest complaint in the world, there's always a resolution. Let's talk about what a company could have done what in, in a positive spin. All right, so that exactly. is called Experience This. Go to iTunes. Go where else? Is there, is there a website for it? Oh, it's everywhere. Yeah, so the website you want to go to is experiencethisshow.com. Experiencethisshow.com. But we're available on all of the uh, listening platforms, whether that's – you know, iTunes or Google Play, uh, we're, we're everywhere you can find it. But experiencethisshow.com will take you everywhere you need to go. All right. We're down to the final question, Joey. And it's, like a, it's like a lightning round question, a quick answer. All right. Uh, I didn't even – normally I prep you to tell you I'm going to ask you this question, but I realized – didn't even tell me you were I haven't done question. that yet, but I'll bet that's not going to be issue. It's a sneak attack. That's fine. It's the one thing question. The one thing you want to reemphasize or the one little nugget that you haven't shared that you want to make sure this audience hears, what would it be? I would love everybody listening to schedule a – 30-minute meeting with your team this week where you get everyone together and you say, what do we do to make our customers feel better about experiencing us or working with us? What can we do to change their feelings? Not their their systems, the processes, the, the manuals, etc., but how can we create a positive emotional feeling in them? I promise you that conversation alone will not only allow you to see who in your company really cares about this stuff and give you the idea of, okay, we need to get them more involved with our customer experience endeavors. But just by asking the question, it will call you to a higher standard of the experiences you create for the people that are kind enough to part with their hard-earned time and dollars to do business with you. And that is why we call this Amazing Business Radio. That is amazing. <laughs> you, that Thanks, is, buddy. Okay, actionable idea. We've learned a lot. We've learned ideas. We've learned tactics. We've learned strategies. But that last one, that's the one to hang on to. Do not pass go and do not collect $200 until you have done this little exercise. It'll take 30 minutes. And you know what? Schedule it in the next week. I'll even give you two weeks. That's what you need to do to make a difference in the experience that your customers have. Joey, it's been great to have you on the show, man. You are a rock star. Shep, it is a pleasure. You're an actual rock star, so it's 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 a pleasure to be on the show. Thanks so much, and thanks to everybody who uh, gave some of their time to listen. Uh, let's be clear: we do not take your time and attention for granted. Neither Shep or I, and we really appreciate that you invested some of it with us. Hopefully, it was valuable and useful. And if it was, let us know what impact you were able to have on your business because we're all about raising the bar on customer service and customer experience because let's be candid it's lying on the ground right now in most of our interactions in society yep, so let's make it better low. for everyone yep it is it is so the uh experience this show.com joeycoleman.com that's how you find more uh, out more about joey and the show and until next time when we're together we're gonna have another amazing episode next week on amazing business radio remember everyone always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>